Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. A recent survey by eHealth highlighted perceptions and concerns among Medicare beneficiaries about the future of the program. To explain the results of this survey, I'm joined by Chris Hakem, who is Vice President and General Manager of Medicare at eHealth. Chris, welcome to the show. Great, Michael. Thanks for having me. Chris, for those who are not familiar with eHealth, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. Uh, eHealth, uh, we've been around since 1997. Uh, we're a marketplace where individuals and families, small businesses, and Medicare beneficiaries come to us to, you know, quote, compare, and enroll in individual health insurance policies. Um, we have you know, all kinds of uh, tools for them. Uh, we, we work with over 200 health insurance plans, uh, have over, you know, 10,000 uh, products for uh, beneficiaries and individuals to, uh, to survey and then ultimately make the right decision for their in- insurance needs. So, Chris, as I mentioned in the introduction, uh, you went out and surveyed Medicare beneficiaries. Can you tell us why um, you initiated the survey and and who you uh, t- spoke to specifically? Yeah, the reason we do this is um, in our business, we we touch you know through phone calls, we touch about 1.7 million people uh, this year uh, online in our different web properties, Medicare.com, eHealth Insurance. We touch about 8.6 unique visitors uh, in 2018. So what we always do, we regularly survey our customers to really find out about their range of questions they might have, the issues, what's affecting them, um, and, and what their general perception is, to, especially in the Medicare beneficiary, what, is their, what are their concerns, not only in policy, but also what are the concerns and the coverages and the choices they might have when they're when they're trying to make a decision on the best health insurance for their individual needs. So let's dive right into the survey results. First, you found that Medicare beneficiaries want controls uh, on drug costs. Can you tell us what you found there? Yeah, what we found is, um, and as we talk to our to our customers, you know, the average uh, Medicare beneficiary is taking over five, five prescription drugs. And the one thing that we always hear from consumers is um, they're concerned on that cost. You know, what are their co-pays going to be? Are their drugs going to be covered? Um, how much are they going to have to pay out of their pocket? Not only is it, um, uh, you know, a big expense, but it's also confusing for them to understand what is the right plan for them. Um, and, and what we found in the survey results is that, um, you know, prescription drugs, 83% of the people um, really were, um, had prescription drugs as their, as their top issue um, and the concern for the longevity of the program. Um, so it really stuck out at us. Um, and we, we not only saw this in the survey, but we also see it um, as we are in, interacting with, with so many uh, Medicare beneficiaries. What we've also found is that uh, from our other research that we do, that most beneficiaries, when they 
are in the optimal uh, prescription drug plan, they can save over $600 from the plan that they're in. Um, and so it, it, it just shows that people are confused about prescription drug coverage and that if they do their research, they, um, they use all the resources available to them that they could save a tremendous amount of money but what we see is that most uh, seniors uh, are not doing that every year. So we're trying to educate them um, and, and get them into the right plan as they go through uh, the decision-making process. And Chris, let me loop back and, and touch on something that, that you just mentioned, because I, I thought it was concerning when I read through the study results and that's Medicare beneficiaries think that the program is in trouble. Uh, what do you, what do they feel is happening there? Yeah, I think what they're what we've seen is um, that there's a lot of publicity about the funding for Medicare. Um, they see their Medicare Part A and Part B insurance uh, coverage that they have to pay out of their pocket going up every year. Um, uh, they 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 they're worried and concerned that um, you know as more and more people are turning 65, will there be enough money in the system? in order to carry it on and, and make sure that they have coverage throughout their lives. So, um, so really um, that is something that weighs on them. The older the Medicare beneficiary is, is what we found is the more concerned they are. Um, and they're concerned that the Medicare system might not be around for, for their children and so forth as they, as they get into Medicare. So insurance costs, um, out of pocket expense, just uh, Medicare coverage um, is it, we found is weighing on uh, people's minds, um, you know, constantly because of the high cost and the limited amount of income. You know, over uh, you know half of the Medicare beneficiaries have an income of under thirty thousand dollars a year. Um, so any change in premium or out-of-pocket cost for them. Um, is very, very concerning and, um, and, and again, uh, something that weighs on them heavily. And um, I think that dovetails somewhat with the next question I wanted to ask you because presumably Medicare beneficiaries are, are you know, appreciative of the program and, and deriving um, value from it, but most of the people in the survey did not support a broad expansion of Medicare. What, what did you find there? Yeah, um, again, uh, it's different by uh, by the age, but you know, people feel that the expansion of, of Medicare uh, will ultimately um, you know drain the system uh, for the care that they need now. Um, they're also uh, afraid that um, uh, with the expansion that it possibly could lead to less choice for them um, and and really can confine. Uh, what what products um, and and what they can what they can get for for themselves as they're going through the system right now, so it is an issue that um, that is very uh, concerning for them when they do hear about the expansion of Medicare, not only for the consumer but also uh, the industry as a whole. Chris, you're someone who thinks about Medicare a lot. What are some of the trends that you see in the healthcare med- industry that you think will benefit? Uh, Medicare beneficiaries, and and conversely, what do you think the healthcare industry should take away from this survey? Yeah, um, so anytime that we're looking at our uh, customers, uh, especially in the Medicare space, is that the one thing they always want is more choice. And what we are seeing currently uh, within the Medicare space is 
uh, CMS has been really adapting and changing uh, what they're going to be covering for the different, especially Medicare Advantage plans uh, in the marketplace. And, and what we're seeing is the uh, number one, uh, with new, new benefits being able to be added uh, to uh, Medicare Advantage plans, uh, such as supplemental benefits, helping caregivers uh, within home being able to, uh, to help, um, you know, their, their parents their, and to uh, make sure that they're uh, maintaining uh, ability to, to stay in their home instead of having to maybe go to an assisted living facility and, and things of that nature. So we're going to see a, a rapid change as we go into 2020 with more and more of these supplementable, supplementable benefits uh, being added to plans. Uh, what we're also seeing dramatically, obviously, is the CVS acquisition of Aetna uh, just coming through over the last uh, you know, a couple of weeks and months. And what we're seeing, especially with that merger and others, is that care is going to start uh, changing and being delivered more in the retail setting. Obviously, with, you know, someone like a CVS, um, you know, we're going to see more and more uh, benefits be uh, being performed in such a, a pharmacy setting um, where there's, you know, different types of clinics in there where people can get routine care. Um, trying to get them healthier before maybe they get have to go to a, an emergency room or a hospital setting. We're also seeing more and more uh, things, like I said before, being uh, delivered in the home setting. So we are going to continue to see trends of that nature where we're, uh, insurance companies um, and providers are going to be uh, continuing to change where care is delivered. Uh, and the whole idea is to do much more preventive, um, do things uh, at a less costly setting, and therefore overall um, uh, make um, the uh, benefits easier to use and, and, and lower cost. And the ultimate is to really keep people um, as healthy as possible as long as they can. So we are seeing some very positive trends um, on how the care is being delivered. And, uh, and, and, and we, we think it will be a very positive trend for Medicare beneficiaries. Chris, if someone wanted to get a copy of this eHealth report, where can they go? Yeah, you go to uh, eHealth.com, um, and all of our articles and um, uh, information will be there. Uh, and we also have our Medicare.com website uh, that you can get any, any information from us as well. Chris Hakem, thank you for joining us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. If you have a topic that you'd like us to discuss on the Hospital Finance Podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest, drop us a line at update at Bessler.com. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.